Hey, welcome to our podcast, Brendan and Bailey's Thoughts on Things. Here is where we have friends as guests, where we encourage one another and talk about matters of everyday life. So here's the thought. It's more than a meal. It's an experience. Yes, it's the avo on toast with poached eggs on top, plus Instagram-worthy coffee. But really, it's the sitting around and sharing that glorious, creative-fueled, and color-filled food with people you gather with that makes it a meal like no other. Brunch. Kind of seen as a luxury, yet still embraced by many. All right, what's up, everyone? This is Brandon and Belly's Thoughts on Things. We are going to be talking about food this episode. A personal favorite meal of mine, brunch. Is it breakfast? Is it lunch? It's both. Hmm. Like, whoa, like, what, what is that? We have two enthusiastic <laughs> and passionate foodies here with us uh, today to talk more about brunch, the millennial social phenomenon. Um, our first, we have a chef with a diploma in patisserie. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, currently working at a fancy high-end restaurant called Supernormal, uh, which is based here in Melbourne, Australia. Amanda, Lauren, Lawrence. There's two. Oh, yeah. I forgot to put it out there. There's two Amandas here today. Um, but our second guest, we have a professional brunch goer based in Melbourne. <laughs> Amanda Soon. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, yeah, welcome, guys. But uh, I don't know. Like, how, how should we address, like each Amanda's um, belly, well, help me out. I proposed calling one Chef Amanda, but she refused. Should we? Well, I don't Amanda, I don't mind. You can call me Chef. And then, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Let's, let's pretend yeah. we're on MasterChef, you know, how everyone calls everyone like, yes, Chef. Like, yeah. yes, Chef. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, introduce yourself, uh, your name, where you're from, what's your favorite food, and your favorite brunch place here in Melbourne. Um, taking away uh, Chef Amanda. Yes. Sure. All right, guys. My name is Amanda. I'm from Indonesia. And then I'm currently working as a chef in Supernormal. What is my favorite food? I would say I love just like Southeast Asian food. Like I think that's, that's my expertise. And then I explore so much about like Asian food. And then my favorite brunch spot, there's, there's a lot of them. I would say my go-to place is Humble Race. And oh. then I also like Napier Quarter in Fitzroy. Yeah, that's, I think that's uh, both places are my like all-time favorite. I would like just invite my friends my, from like overseas to like come there and yeah, just chill and yeah, enjoy the food there. It's amazing. <laughs> Good. Yeah. There is always a long, long line at Humble Rays. Yeah. People yeah. wait to go in and have their food. Also because like they have a really unique taste on their menu. Like they have they specialize in like putting Asian ingredients into their brunch brunch food, which is like a really unique selling point for mm. for like people in Melbourne, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. did want to go more into that because it is a realization, whether common or not, that a lot of brunch food has got, has embraced more Asian cuisine. But before that, can we get Amanda, the other Amanda, to introduce herself? Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amanda. And uh, I don't know how I feel about being a professional brunch goer. Uh, maybe I can add that to my resume. I don't know. <laughs> um, but... Yes, I do. I think I am big on, I think just food in general. And I think a big part of it is because I think 
I grew up in an environment and a family that really enjoys food. And I think the same for a lot of people in Malaysia, Asian cultures, you know, Malaysia is the hub of like, you know, food and we're just so big um, on food. And I also grew up in a family of chefs, like my mom's a home chef, my brother is a chef here. So yeah, I think standards for food in our mm -hmm. home has always been like up there. And we always just go for what's great and what's cheap and affordable as well. Um, yeah, so I think coming to Melbourne, definitely have embraced that a lot. I've embraced, um, I think brunch culture is such a big thing in Melbourne, Melbourne alone. Um, I think Melbourne does brunch really well and just really enjoyed that. So I would say my favourite brunch place at the moment, I will say is Nine Yards in South Melbourne. Um, and I say that because similar to, I guess, what Amanda said about Humble Race, that they infuse or they have a lot of Asian fusion or Asian um, sort of ingredients in their menu. I think Nine Yards is doing something very interesting in terms of their food menu. They try and incorporate a lot of native Australian ingredients. So a lot of ingredients in their menu is inspired by a lot of Australian produce. For example, the key lime, the, um, um, I don't know, the wattle seed, um, like all that kind of really native things that are very native to Australia. And I think not a lot of brunch places do that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of brunch places just do the classic, you know, um, eggs benedict or classic waffles yeah. or like, you know. So I think to find a brunch place that really stands out in terms of what they do and what they serve or the ingredients, I think, yeah. So that's definitely one, the top one for me. Um, and then I guess the other side of it is obviously when you go for brunch, you order coffee, right? So, yeah. um, so for me, I think I have that yeah. too where one I go to for the food and the other I go to for coffee. And right now at the moment, I think owner coffee takes it for me. The space, the service, the coffee is just great. So yeah, those are the two places. There you go. From the professional brunch grower. <laughs> grower. I said grower. <laughs> that, yeah. too. that too. That too. Yeah. You guys feel like you guys feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Humble Ray is a little overrated. Do you guys feel that way? Or is it like... Oh, oh. Chef Benda, coming strong. Oh, <laughs> um, you know, I, it's yeah, just I'll, I'll, food. It's just good food. I don't know. Like, I just enjoy their, I just enjoy their, their food. And especially their porridge. Their like, porridge? You can't really find porridge in a, in a cafe here. And yeah, yeah. and yeah. their coffee is great. So, I have yeah. been there a few times. Like, um, yeah. what what is it? What is that thing that they? Is it a oh, scrambled? No, oh, it's uh, crab scramble. The crab scramble. The crab scramble. Crab, scramble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was pretty good. But I would, I don't know. Like for me, I feel like it stands between that over. It's overrated because it kind of deserves to be overrated. But at the same time, you're like, okay, but there are other cafes that maybe also deserve that praise and, like, um, mm. reputation. Yeah, I think I'm on Brandon's side in terms of whether or not Humboldt is overrated. And I saw you <laughs> nod just, like, passionately <laughs> when he said it. He was like... <laughs> yeah. um, I think just because... I, as in, don't get me wrong, yeah, the food's great, um, but I also think that, I think just like something you touched on earlier, Betty, I think a lot of brunch places are trying to incorporate a lot of Asian fusion, and I think maybe Humble Ray was one of the first ones to do it, um, and do it successfully, so that's why I guess they're so big, you know, they have like their hojicha, and like, you know, crab scramble, their porridge, like, and it's like actual Asian mm. porridge, it's congee, oh, well, Australian is quite congee, but they serve congee on their menu and I think not a lot of places do that. So I think in terms of like Asian fusion, 
um, brunch. Hambori is kind of like the top, but mm. yes, I think uh, yeah. But if that's your that's your palette, like you like that sort yeah. of thing, then yeah. Your what's your go to like brunch place, Brandon or Belly? Yeah. Like, where do you guys like to go? The thing is, with me, like when Belly was proposing this idea, I was like, man, I don't know anything about brunch. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that it's overpriced. You probably have a lot of people in the viewership that will agree and relate to yeah. you. You're like, it's just yeah. food. Yeah. That's why that's why I pushed for this idea. I was like, that's great. That is a perspective mm-hmm. that yeah. a lot of people probably won't agree, but there are also some who would definitely like, you know, be on your full support. <laughs> Look, I've always yeah. I've always I've always defended its price. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not one to go every week either like I would limit myself to what like twice a month and of course this is when brunch was actually possible because brunch yeah. isn't brunch without the actual atmosphere of yeah. the cafe or the place mm-hmm. right but I've always yeah. justified it as like you it's brunch it's two meals at once so you're basically paying for two meals at once you're not expected to eat brunch and then you'll have like another lunch right yeah mm. yeah I don't know, like, do, yeah. do some people do that? Like, the, the meals are huge. Oh. The portions are huge. I would say not every place, though. Like, I feel like there are places that do really huge portions and there are some that just makes it fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's true. Mm. How, about, how about from the chef herself? Like, what do you think of the portions of brunch? Again, I think it really depends on the restaurant. But I would say, like, mostly they're, they're not really generous with with their portion I think yeah oh yeah but then again like I know like as a chef you will you will know how much do you put on a plate so mm. yeah like it really okay. depends if you go to a good restaurant like nine yards they're 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 generous and at the mm. same time like they're also great with their flavors so mm. yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, yeah you gotta just like explore different restaurant and try out like different cafes and recommend to your friends like if you if you like it or you mm. enjoy it word yeah. of mouth is powerful though. I, yeah i i was just gonna yeah. add on to that um about portion i think i think a lot of people when they when they first get introduced to brunch and i don't know about you guys but mm-hmm. i always assume it leads more towards the breakfast side versus the lunch side yeah you oh. expect like more breakfast ingredients and i think that's always a lot of um, expectation for brunch to be like the American breakfast where it's like you know just like a big portion of like eggs ham, yeah, like every yeah. single thing on a plate and yeah. yeah you know some brunch places do that but I think um, for Australian culture or Melbourne culture I think brunch is a bit more refined than just throwing like simple breakfast ingredients on a plate like they do a lot of stuff there so I think it's the expectation of like people they're like oh you know this plate is so small but I had to pay 20 bucks but you don't like you know there's obviously the story behind how the uh, meal was created just like any other fine yeah. food I guess yeah can I just say your passion for food is really shooting right now <laughs> <laughs> oh man I don't know if I should be embarrassed think- or like um yeah. <laughs> Like I think you, can, you guys can even have another section on coffee and like mm-hmm. invite Amanda to like talk <laughs> there and Peter. she can go Peter. on and off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll say I'm a lot more passionate about food and uh, I, think, oh. I think also I think we didn't mention this but Amanda and I used to work in the same cafe like Ooh. we worked at CL Cafe she was in the you know in the kitchen I was the barista shout out to CL Cafe shout out to CL Cafe <laughs> <laughs> 
And remember, no, like, yeah. And remember, Sorry. like, Amanda used to like help me in the kitchen as well in CL. Yeah. Like, so much fun. <laughs> when I'm bored, yeah, and there's nothing to do. But yeah. Just moving on. I was just researching about more about brunch because obviously yeah. I, had, I had no idea. Um, it says brunch is more than just a meal. Uh, brunch is a bonding ritual, which is reviving the art of conversation. Do you think that yeah. is a the brunch culture, or is it more so just the food? And like the ambiance and I don't know what do you guys think ambiance <laughs> yeah I think I think for me when I think about a brunch place or a cafe I have like like I guess scales what do you call that like um like a, range? a like a like a range or like a scale so which is my favorite brunch place for the vibes vibes Ooh. being like the environment you know, so like, uh, what what place is that? And then which brunch place do I like for the food? Which brunch place do I like for the coffee? And I think I have like different places for for different things on that scale. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think that brunch, like you said, is an experience. It's not just about one thing. I think there are yeah. places that excel very well in, for example, even service. When I think brunch in Melbourne, their service is just top notch. Um, like for example, Nine Yards, if you ask them what this is, they will most likely be able to tell you everything on the menu. They'll be able to explain to you why they put this ingredient in that menu, all that stuff. And I think that's a part of brunch culture that I really appreciate. Like when the, the people in the industry are able to describe or like are able to tell you a little bit more about the food than just here, yeah. have your food kind of thing. Yeah. They're the actual professional foodies, you know? Like, they're the ones who can describe these (laughs) things. Well, yeah, I feel like that should be part of your job description. (laughs) True, true, true. I did go... We are not sponsored by any of these cafes, by the way. (laughs) You know, to... um, We wish! We wish! We wish! One day! But... Um, like me and Brandon are aware that a lot, a few of our listeners are not from Australia, are actually from abroad, mm. whether our friends from Indo or Malaysia or um, yeah. we found that Great. we had a listener in Brazil for some reason. Wow. Yeah. 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 We don't know how, but there is. But you know, if you guys ever come to Melbourne, well, we have Amanda soon for you that can give you a whole list, <laughs> a whole list of cafes to go to. Malaysia. I think I think brunch culture is slowly ex- not well. It's slowly spreading to the rest of the world. Like I think Malaysia, for one, has yeah, a, yeah. a lot of more brunch places coming up, even though they don't do it this, like as well. But yeah. I know that the trend yeah. is hitting. Same for Indo, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, yeah. Dude, last time I went back, so I'm so I'm from this small city called Batam. Like Amanda, you're from a bigger city, right? Chef Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Chef Mandis from like the big city where all the skyscrapers are. I have like one skyscraper and it's barely a skyscraper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the last time I went back, a bunch of my high school friends just um, invited me to go, oh, let's check out this new cafe. Um, and it's and it's owned by this, I think, Singaporean or Malaysian who bought like a building and then started his own business. Wow. And it was legit, like the place, the atmosphere the food itself but the thing is i think it was trying to capitalize on that idea of brunch being the atmosphere and the experience and um the fact that people expect it to be aesthetic so the food itself i was surprised because like having lived in melbourne for so many years the brunch food you see is completely different the brunch food they had was like pasta was um yeah yeah, yeah. like those kind of meals so to me it was like this isn't necessarily brunch food but it really embraces the idea of brunch 
but I guess we just go along with it because the atmosphere is nice. I guess that like a question, I guess, to someone like Brandon, who, you know, obviously doesn't know, like, you know, you don't care about brunch, it's just food. Do you then, can you justify paying such a high price for like a nice fancy place, but the food is like subpar? You know, like, would you pay that amount just because the place is nice? And would you go back? Yeah, that's the thing though. Like, I guess I'm the, I'm the guest now. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like, um, now, now that I know more, more about brunch, I guess because I've been going to a lot of brunches because of Urban Life, so for church. Mm-hmm. At first, my first impression was like, oh, wow, this is really overpriced for like a very small meal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. more than I know, it's more so not just the food, but like, you know, the environment, like the service mm-hmm. and all that. So I guess it's kind of worth it. But also it's, I guess it, I'm still discovering is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But- yeah. So Sunday brunch turns out is a thing. So yeah, like Brandon mentioned, we, we do our research on these things. But yeah. <laughs> Sunday brunch is part of the history as in um, it, uh, one of the reasons that it has become trendy or it is a growing sort of experience as it is, is because a lot of families do embrace it as a Sunday tradition after church. Mm-hmm. So it's a mm-hmm. thing, y'all. It's a thing. Yeah. Sunday fun day. Yeah, one person pointed out, um, I just saw like a bunch of forums on people's opinions on brunch. This is, what, this is what it says. Brunch is the best thing ever. It's late enough that even your laziest friends can get up in time and your <laughs> early morning friends can get something done first thing in the day, yet not so late that they're ravenous. That is very, very true. true. Very relatable. I'm not a, like an early morning person, so brunch mm-hmm. is like the perfect meal for me. <laughs> I wanted to go back on that whole like Asian fusion thing. Um, Chef Manda... You know, like you mentioned, your passion is more on Southeast Asian food, right? And trying to bring mm-hmm. that and also appreciating Australia's flavors and I guess incorporating that together. Yeah. Now, would you, can you share more a little bit about it, I guess, in terms of your perspective as Asian fusion yeah. becomes more of a thing in brunch? Yeah, I think I started to cooking with like Southeast Asian ingredients when I work in Supernormal. Like I was exposed to like just different like Chinese cuisine and then Korean and then like Singaporean, like Vietnamese. And yeah, just it's, it's nice to just like work with those ingredients and then bring it to the palate of Melbourne, like people in mm. Melbourne, you know. So yeah, I would say like um, it, it really just opened my my perspective when I when I started like cooking Chinese food because there's there's so many like cuisine like we're we're focused on Sichuan cuisine, right? In That's in supernormal and then and then actually there's that, like different yes. flavors. There's strange flavor dressing, and then there's also like white miso. Like what is white miso? Like you 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 don't know like what is white like, miso? <laughs> Wait, what is white miso? <laughs> I think it's like a white, it's made of white soybean. So miso is literally fermented soybean. Yeah, but it's, it's made of white soybean. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And then, and then from there, I started to just like learning, like more, more focus on Chinese cuisine. Yeah. So, and I also like recently bought a book from Fuxia Dunlop. So Fuxia, Fuxia Dunlop is, is the first, I think it's the first uh, white person that cooks, that, you know, teach Chinese cooking in a Chinese school, in a Chinese oh. cooking school. And 
that's just so amazing to see just like like even a white person can cook Chinese food and like just like I think she's just been working in China for like eight years like that's that's amazing yeah it shows how a lot more people are embracing I guess different cultures and food is a huge part of that yeah definitely art I think it does it doesn't mean that only Italian people can do Italian cuisine. You know, mm. even Indians can also cook yeah. really good pasta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. True. yeah, and uh, I only know that when I came into this industry. Like oh. when I started to develop, you know, my my skill in cooking and then like actually working as a chef like yeah yeah i just i just i just remembered something i had a thought about why why brunch in melbourne is so special compared to everyone else in the world and i remember i think i was having this conversation with someone but whether i think it was my brother or something but um like in australia there isn't really an australian food do you know what i mean like yes. we, have Chinese food, we have korean food we have mexican food but mm. australia yeah. doesn't have its own cuisine and i think what Australia does and what Melbourne does especially is they're really good with bringing fusion in. So just like what Amanda said, yeah. you know, they bring Chinese influence, like, you know, super normal is Chinese, very heavily Chinese. Um, Mr. Miyagi, I don't know if you guys know, um, it's like Japanese mm. fusion. So they bring in a lot of these kind of fusion things and make it their own. And it's called modern Australian cuisine, which is basically oh. just tying together flavors. So yeah, I think because they didn't have something of their own besides like, I guess, avocado and eggs. Avocado, <laughs> um, yeah. sauce, or Vegemite, mm. I don't know. Um, so they had to like yeah. bring in these flavors to make it work. And I think, yeah, and I think that's the beauty of it. So it's like something completely new. It's not fully Chinese, yeah. but it's still not fully like, like you know, um, Western food. It's kind of like the mix of both. So I think that, yeah. that is actually very exciting. And that definitely was something that I learned since coming to Australia is that, oh, the food is like, kind of tastes like home but also like not really yeah 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 that's an ongoing conversation right like what is australian food what yeah. is it really is it fish and chips not really that's more of like yeah. a british thing right and yeah. then is yeah. it sausage rolls like uh, <laughs> heavily yeah. debatable yeah. and yeah. i think like one of one of the perks of like working as a chef in australia is to work with the ingredients that's available here that's that's just mm. so amazing so even though like australia doesn't really have like a really like pronounced like cuisine you know mm. but they have a really amazing produce like mm. um we 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 have a supplier from ramaro farm it's yeah they they just like supply us amazing amazing vegetables and herbs so I think if, even though like Australia doesn't really have like cuisine that you know you can find everywhere here, but yeah, their yeah, their produce are amazing, <laughs> and the I'm, beef, I'm really, man. just grateful Beans. to work with with those ingredients yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, it must be different being a chef and like yeah, because like you say all this, but I'm like yes, the tomatoes are shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I guess I never really appreciate it in that sense, but I, I but I, I get what you mean. Um, I guess like looking at it from your perspective of a chef where you do handle these things a lot, it definitely does make a difference in your life, in your work, right? In the scene yeah. that you create. Like, yeah, so cool. My God, Australian produce appreciation. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. That might be a good point though, like how Melbourne's known for like the fusion. 
and like I feel like it goes back to like the culture and the people as well. It's so diverse. Yeah. yeah. So, like, food like that as well. I found that very insightful. So that's pretty good. You're educating. Yeah. The more you know. No, honestly, we've been educated a lot doing these and talking to so many different people. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what the point is? Like, educating people and yeah. yourself. Um, Amanda, soon or both. Mm-hmm. Both Mandas? Like, you guys go to brunch. I don't. But, like, I don't know. Like, I've never, like, yum cha is considered as a tradition of oh. brunch. I've yeah. never seen anybody take photos, like, of, you know, like, going to yeah. yum cha. Why is that, yeah. do you think? Mm. okay um yeah okay the, that, that's the funny thing i find i still think it's funny that yum cha is considered brunch here because i don't know about you Brandon, but back home dim sum is like it starts as early as eight and then it finishes at lunch you know or like even 7 a.m some people like go and line up for like dim sum oh i call it dim sum right but they call it yum cha here but um but the literal translation of yum cha is like drink tea or like brunch um in cantonese so yeah, I think it's really interesting that that people, you know, here think of yum cha as brunch versus I think of it as breakfast. Um, oh. But back to the whole, yeah, I I actually think mm-hmm. okay, as breakfast, I, it will be a really heavy breakfast, yeah. but I still wouldn't consider it brunch. And I think because for me, brunch is what we all just talked about, you know, the ambience, the coffee, the food yeah. and all that stuff. And I think going back to what you said about like the photos, I think a big element of brunch is it has to be Instagram worthy, you know? So, mm. and like people literally pay for a plate to be Instagram worthy. And some people actually make money out of that, you know, like content creators, food bloggers, they need that. So, mm. yeah, and I think for Yum Cha, it's just like it's good food, but it's not Instagram worthy. Um, so, I think a big part of brunch culture is also whether or not it's Instagrammable, whether or not it's like gonna look good, it's aesthetic, and all that stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. Fact, I used to have a food Like a brunch page um, oh. But I don't do it anymore I did it with a friend But she she moved back So we, did, we didn't do it anymore But yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah I agree But yeah And I think I think growing up As in like I think the first few years You will be very focused on that Like getting Instagrammable photos But then I think now I'm just really focused on Getting good food Like I would pay For good food Versus pay To be in a nice space And give me like pretty looking food but the food's average I probably wouldn't go back yeah Brunching's but I think also like sorry Bill no you can I think also it. like when when people just came to Melbourne like they will, they will appreciate brunch so much they will take photos like and go for brunch like every weekend yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you always go like top 10 brunch places in Melbourne on Google I don't know if you guys have done that I know I've done that when I was in my yeah, first yeah. year and I can yeah. I can tell you most of the top ten places are very disappointing. <laughs> like oh, the food's not oh, as great. Yeah. I don't know, Amanda, Chef Amanda, do you agree? It's like the thing the I I feel like the cafes that we like are probably not on that top ten in in some ways. Like there are some really good like local like more yeah. like yeah. outskirt um outskirt brunch places like smaller ones not as hype and they are really really good. But then the ones that are hyped are most likely again over over. What do you call it? Overhyped? Yeah. Overrated. Yeah, overrated. Yeah. Amanda said it really well there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn passionate, I tell you. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm so done with like all these like faces. Like, yeah, with the top 10. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> you know, like uh, this, okay, this might sound controversial, but I do think a lot of those are possibly sponsored. A lot mm. of them are secretly sponsored. Mm-hmm. Like you can definitely 
pay to be part of those lists. I'm not saying that they are. I don't know what goes behind the scenes. But yeah, a lot of lists are technically, you know, it's a business marketing material. So mm. yeah. And, and, and yeah, like, I think some of them also hire like social media experts to sure. Yeah, to, like take photos. But I do stand by what um, Amanda said, though. Like, I yeah, brunch is definitely the experience. Because, okay, yeah. coming from Indo, brunch is not a thing. Like, yeah. my first mm-hmm. time ever, um, I guess, actually knowing sort of what brunch is. Like, again, we do have cafes back home, right? But, like, experiencing brunch was literally when I came here. And then someone invited me to a brunch cafe. And again, I was, like, flabbergasted at the price. I think my yeah. first brunch, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was in Melbourne CBD. It was like 25 bucks. And for a, for a first year student who's already still converting um, in rupiah and Australian dollar, <laughs> I was about to cry when I got it. But then the meal yeah. was great. And then from then on, it just sort of became a habit where you're like, where friends would invite you. Not, not super often. I think everyone agrees that it's, you can't go super often. But yeah, friends would invite you and it's like this whole social experience and you just love it. No matter how noisy the cafe is, you just love it. You just yeah. shout at each other and talk yeah. <laughs> the food that you put in your mouth. Yeah. And having a friend there obviously can, that means that there's someone to help you take the photos. So there you go. <laughs> that's the, that's actually the reason why you bring friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we don't go to brunch alone. Do you? Yeah, exactly. Nah. Like, if you ask me, I like brunch, but if you, if I had the option to pick between, like, fishbowl noodles, like, in Malaysia, like, if I was in oh. Malaysia, and you, I had the option to pick between a fancy aesthetic brunch place and, like, yeah. a hawker-style fishbowl noodles, yeah. I would definitely pick the fishbowl noodles. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just brunch. Yeah, I think brunch is, like, a social thing. You wouldn't go alone. Yeah. It's just sad if you go alone. Wait, yeah. Chef Manda, is that our equivalent yeah. of like bubur ayam? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Bubur ayam and gado-gado. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god, ketoprak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, like, I think brunch is like just having like a meeting place for, you know, just catch up with friends and like enjoy some coffee and yeah. yeah. I think that, that, that's the experience that I get when I go for a brunch. Um, like, when the front of house like just greets you and then like actually like treat you like again explaining the menu like it's the whole experience of going for a brunch I guess yeah and I think like brunch places as well really encourage that like they make it very conducive for sharing and bonding like you guys said um like you know mm-hmm. they always put the food on the table and ask you are you guys sharing so it's mm-hmm. kind of like a norm where when you order brunch food, you kind of like, you order it to share with your friends. You don't just have one by yourself. Like for example, you eat somewhere, you know, you order one plate and you eat it by yourself. But brunch food is kind of meant to be shared because you want to try different like dishes at one. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what was the, where was the last place you guys had brunch before lockdown? Oh. (laughs) CL. I don't remember my last place. We asked this about movies as well. I'm like, yeah. you know what? It's been it's been so long. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I think nine yachts for me. Yeah, nine yachts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my OG, nine yachts. It's, yeah, it's pretty new, right? Again, we are not sponsored by yeah. Nine Yards, but and if Nine Yards, <laughs> if you're listening, you know. <laughs> yes. Nine, yeah, um, it's pretty new, but they the 
company that manages them. So they have like other brunch places around Victoria. Oh. Um, but Nanyas is like the newest edition. Um, mm. That's also plain sailing and another one. I don't remember. But yeah. Actually, one more thing I wanted to ask. Chef Manda. So, okay. Again, we've established that brunch is truly the experience. It's not really like a, like the food that people necessarily go for. Um, but you're still working at Supernormal and Supernormal is open. What is that experience, like, I guess, for a place where the food is, you know, like, yes, of course, it is the main thing. But if the experience is the bigger thing, like, how are, how, how does that industry kind of cope with that? Yeah, I think, like, Supernormal is, is also, like, people come there for, for the vibe. Yeah. You know, yeah. and honestly, like, Supernormal is more targeted to, like, the locals, mm. not, not for Asians. Yeah, and the people here, like, the locals here, you know, they, they like to go out for drinks, um, to hang out with, with their friends, and then they would go to, to, like, have dinner in a place where, you know, they can enjoy their drinks, they can, mm. they, they like the vibe, <laughs> you know. I think like, with house, lockdown and all. Um, yeah. Yeah, with Melbourne being as restricted as it is right now. Like, I know yeah. you guys do a lot of catering, and I've seen your yeah. Instagram stories, yo. Like, that is a lot of food, a lot of food going yeah. out. But yeah, it must be it must be a different thing, I guess, because um, you know a lot of places do Uber Eats or like DoorDash mm-hmm. and all of those. But then I think it's different when it comes to cafe food. I don't think people yeah. sought after it more. Cause it's, cause it's yeah. like, it's not the type of food that can just be taken away and put in a microwave, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 So at, actually at the moment, Supernormal is doing um, a finished at home meals with Providor. Uh, so basically okay. it's like, it's, it's almost like a HelloFresh box, you know, like, so every, everything is, is there, like all the ingredients are there. So the chef partly cook the meal for you. But then you have to finish it at home. But it's honestly, it's it's kind of sad because like you know we miss just like going outside to just like yeah. yeah go with your friends and enjoy like the whole dining experience. Yeah, but you know um I think like we're we're really like looking forward to you know when the restaurant is open again. We all can like just yeah just have the whole experience of eating out with our friends. But then, like, we're, we're actually really busy at the moment, mm. especially on Father's Day a few weeks ago. I think I heard, like, we, we have more than 60% of our, custom, of our customers are new. Like, they never oh. been to Supernormal before. Yeah. And they, they, they saw our restaurant on Profidor. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's going to be even crazy during Christmas. Like, we're going to yeah. even get busier and True. <laughs> just get ready and crack on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good that, you know, we still able Sunda and then like all these restaurants can still provide yeah, food definitely. to customers and bring it to their home. And yeah. even at the moment, like we deliver throughout regional Victoria. So even mm. like Supernormal can bring food to, to Mornington, like that's pretty good. That's really, yeah. Yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty yeah. of like modern Australian food is that it's fine, but it's casual enough that you can bring it home or you can make it at home. So, and I think mm-hmm. like modern Australian, like super normal, Sunda, for example, same thing. My brother works in Sunda and same, same thing as you. They're like super busy um, in this time because people are like still ordering. And I'm like, really? Like, I, I was yeah. genuinely surprised, you know, because like, yeah. I wouldn't order something like that, which is like, you know, the experience back home. But surprisingly, people do. And I think that's the beauty of modern Australian food that mm. it's, it's casual, you know, it's approachable, like, 
you sit down it's a fine experience but it's not yeah. like american fine dining where it's like you know so intricate and everything mm. it's just yeah it's just casual and approachable so still able to recreate and bring that experience back home yeah, yeah. so that, i think it's really cool that um restaurants and you know cafes do that now um personally i was like oh yeah that's a really smart yeah. thing to do yeah i think it definitely also shows the amount of creativity people can bring mm. over yeah. as well like yeah. yeah oh my god that is awesome i think melbourne is like it's a it's a city of food like do you guys agree <laughs> like <laughs> i am like, here <laughs> To like this platform where they can deliver food to Victoria. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Zomato, yeah. man. Zomato is your best friend. <laughs> Zomato is everything. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We shout out so many people here. Thank you for the support. Yeah. yeah, we're not we're not afraid to like shout out so many. But okay, cool. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us. Um, we're just about to wrap up, and you know, we always end these with sort of encouraging remarks or I guess suggestions. Um, but yeah, definitely support your local places. Um, so glad to hear that a lot of these cafes, restaurants, just local businesses, you know, getting out there and being creative and really, really trying to maintain the economy no matter how hard it really is. Um, and this yeah. is just speaking in with experience in living in Melbourne for a while, right? But yeah, shout out to our personal favorite, like CL Cafe. Um, <laughs> yes! Amanda's favorite, Ona <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> And I also wanted to, I guess, um, encourage as well, you know, for people in Melbourne, once lockdown is out, get out there, spend time with friends and family, go have brunch, go appreciate that ambiance, and maybe order some food on Uber Eats, DoorDash, Deliveroo. What else is there? I know, there used to be Foodora. Yeah, uh, easy. Uh yeah all, all yeah, yeah. easy easy yeah yeah all those food delivery and support your local businesses um That's right yes other than that just i guess uh let us all embrace i guess the social aspect of it all and yeah i can't wait honestly honestly can't wait to be able to gather with people again but to everyone else around the world wherever you are yeah um maybe spend more time with friends and family whenever you can Yes. Eating. Spend time eating. It's the best excuse to get together. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, thank you guys for coming. Uh, both Amanda's. Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure. Yeah. Spending your precious time to be here. We appreciate that. You've definitely have educated me a lot today. Um, I'm very overwhelmed and I'm gonna... <laughs> possible to go for brunch but right now we would like to plug your social media profiles uh, mine is at Lawrence so l-o-w-r-e-n-s-e-e -E. thank you guys for listening as well we hope that you tune in every Friday for more episodes uh, then till then we'll see you soon bye bye, bye. bye. bye.